Jason, what are your feelings on drinking rum by itself and the people that do it? It's bad. Gross on both accounts. <laughs> right. That's not what I said, though. <laughs> it's so gross. I Can you imagine drinking rum by itself? I have. I, I've had that, like, I feel like your mid-20s are for being like, you know what? I'm when it comes to alcohol, being like, oh, I'm the insert alcohol here guy. Yes. You know, I'm the beer guy. Oh, I'm the craft beer guy. I'm the cheap beer guy. Oh, I'm the tequila guy. You know. And for a split second, when I was already drunk at a bar, I thought to myself, I was thinking, like, I could be the rum guy. The just rum guy. I could be a rum guy. I could be the guy that gets shots of rum because it can't be that bad. I've had rum and cokes before. You know, you and, know, you know, basically what it tastes like. Yeah. I know what it, yeah, I, it can't, t- just, ima- just imagine a rum and coke with no coke. Probably, it's probably better, It's really. probably better, it's even. Probably, better. It probably, you know, probably. Not, not a sweet, it's probably better. So I went to the bar and I was like, shot of rum, please. And it took, and it's so, it's the worst. Rum by itself is worse than gin by itself. Oh, damn. I will go that far. The only time I've ever had rum by itself is when I was a sophomore in college and my roommate, left a like the last like maybe sixth of a handle of uh, captain morgan like the, uh, the, the dark like, like, like it's the, in my mouth right now stop <laughs> in the freezer and he's like yeah man drink that if you want and i was like yeah time for a nice saturday night alone because i didn't have a lot going on in college yeah me either. so i poured i just drank straight rum and played super mario galaxy uh. God, it's so gross. It was it was gross, but I was young enough to be like, this is, I guess this is what this drinking is liquor is like. Yeah, this is what liquor is. This was just what straight liquor is. Like you're just like, ah, uh, 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 you're, not, you're not supposed to like it. You're not uh, supposed, uh, no God. one actually likes alcohol. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I think the worst alcohol phase for a lot of people is when you're underage. Yeah, and you can't get alcohol. Yeah. So whenever you get it, you basically get whatever. Someone will give you. Yeah, and you don't like because because like you and like if you've been drinking for long enough, you know like okay, this is what this alcohol does to me. This yes. cell, this one makes yes. me feel. But when you don't have as many choices, you're just like Galactus, <laughs> like sc- scooping planets towards yourself. Just like give me everything, because it and uh, that's what leads you to make like awful. And especially since if you like you're a broke college kid, so you're making like the worst concoctions. Like oh, whiskey and Gatorade, because that's the two things I have. Oh Jesus! You know what I'm talking about though. Ugh. I remember that I once was, uh, this, this is a part of a much longer story that I won't go into, but I was at the beach with some friends. Yeah. And we had gotten our tent raided by the cops and they took our liquor because we were underage. Okay. And so we spent the entire next day like, because, you know, like, I was like 19. I was like, I got I to gotta drink. Yeah. I got to drink. Actually, I was 18, so. Got to drink. I got to drink. I came all the way out here to the beach. I got to get fucked up so we had our friend get in touch with his parents and it was like his parents friend was in the same town we were yeah and so we just met up with this like 45 year old man none of us had ever met in our lives and he bought us burnett's vodka like a handle of it yeah and it was the, and we sat in his car while i did it too it was this creepiest thing and but then we were like okay we gotta mix this with something uh, everyone else is too tired because we slept like two hours last night Jason, go in and buy some Sunny D. We can drop this Burnett's in. And I bought the wrong kind of Sunny D. What kind of Sunny D did you Because there's two kinds of Sunny D, to my knowledge. There's like Sunny D regular and there's Sunny D smooth, <laughs> which is like a milder flavor. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this will be good. We'll put the liquor in it and it won't taste as strong. It's, it's milder. It's I came smooth. Out, I came out with that and my friend was like, you idiot. 
<laughs> that's a, that's a weaker flavor. It's not gonna hide the vodka as well. And we were all just exhausted, like from the trip and from not sleeping at all. Yeah, it was like five p.m. at this point, and we, and everyone else is like, I don't know, man. I don't know if we should. But I was like, we gotta drink. I'm eighteen. I'm eight. I'm eighteen. This is the thing that will make will make self reflective movies about later. <laughs> oh, so you know how this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my movie. <laughs> there, were, there were several other occasions in that same year where I mixed Burnett's and Sunny D, and it was and it was like, this is what drinking is like. <laughs> it's bad. It hurts. It's bad. It's awful. It doesn't help me gain the confidence that I thought it would. You feel bad during and afterwards, but for a minute you can access your emotions that you can't access normally. Also, I'm gonna throw up over there. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm not. I'm not a vomit person. So, like, I don't throw up when I drink. Yeah. So if I drink too much, it's just in me. I didn't become a vomit person until later in my life. When did you become a vomiter? I became a vomiter the birthday party that you talked about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> oh, you mean the party where, where at one point we were out behind my car, and I re- got a handle of vodka out of the trunk and poured it into your mouth in the that street? Was the, that was the wild turkey night. Because somebody, I remember being at the bar, and somebody, uh... <laughs> and somebody gave me a beer and I took it I drank it and then I looked back and my my stomach was like I'm too old for this shit you gone, you'd gone too far um and so uh my girlfriend who's my wife at the time I remember was right beside me and she knew my the face I was making of like <laughs> it's kind of like how everything gets really like calm but a little like the calm before the storm basically i was about to explain the calm before the storm as if people hadn't heard the metaphor before uh and she was like nope 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 and she started rushing me outside and uh i vomited on the street a little bit but mostly in a trash can in front of the bar and if i hadn't had enough grasp on like irony and foreshadowing i would have looked into the vomit at the bottom of the trash can and be like, this looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship because uh, then I became Vomit Daniel. Get to the floor? (laughs) Get to the floor! Welcome to the 40 Ounce. This is a podcast about pop music. I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Daniel Dockery. On this show, we take a deep dive into pop music. We take a closer look at some things you may have overlooked. Sold. I'm not going to explain my part. Pretty good, right? I like that thing. That's not bad. That's okay. Yeah. Daniel, what's our first song today? Oh, man. Our first song today is by Khalid, Young, Dumb, Broke. I'm so high at the moment. I'm so caught up in this Yeah, we're just young, dumb, and broke But we still got love to give While we're young, dumb Young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb Young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb Young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, broke High school kid Daniel, you brought this song to me Mm -hmm. I had not heard it until really? then, I had not. Yeah, oh. I was vaguely familiar with with Khalid. Yeah, because he did as a, the world will be. He did us vaguely familiar now. with him. 
His uh, his new album called American Teen. Yeah, coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe out now. I actually don't know. I heard him on the song called Location, which is a song he had about he had last year. It's pretty. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I heard him on that Logic song about the suicide prevention hotline. Yeah. Uh, he's on that. I not heard this though, and this is uh, it's a, a song I find hard to dislike. Oh, it's extremely hard to dislike. Basically, most of pop music assumes that you're in the vague demographic of young. And young can be anything between 15 and, like, late 30s, I assume. I think for most pop music, 30 is the cutoff. Yeah. Once you pass through that, music is no longer for you. <laughs> I guess I think technically 18 to 35 is, like, the hot... The demographic. Yeah, the demographic, yeah. like, the, the target. So they rarely ever get into, like, specifics. Like, it's always like, we're young, you know, young and wild and free, like we were talking about earlier today. And uh, that could be anything because you could still be, like, 33 and, like, I doubt I'll have my life together when I'm 33. But I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. I am young and wild and free. I'm still young. I'm still young. Your life is more than a third of the way over. (laughs) It's like, I'm still young. I'm still young. Scroll through Facebook and it's like, I'm buying my second house. Are you selling the first house? No, I'm just going to have two houses. What do you got, Daniel? This song actually does get specific with it. Because it was young, dumb, broke high school kids, which doesn't necessarily give me like a sense of like nostalgia for it. The closest thing I can say about it is it kind of makes me feel like I'm like when I watch like a goofy movie, which is all about like Max being in high school and like like the awkwardness and like the, the weirdness that comes the inherent weirdness that comes with being packed in a building full of a thousand other 15 year olds. Um, which is a weird concept when you like, like when you're not like when you're in school, it's like, Oh, just school is a part of life. But it's kind of like what the dances we were talking about earlier is like you, you put thousands of teenagers in a building together. It sounds weird to like, if you look at it, if you could cut the top off of your school and look at it from above, like during a class period, it would be like, why are you doing this to people? You're trying to get the most, like these people are the most like amped up and aggressive and confused they're ever going to be and you're trying to get them to sit still for seven hours 45, a day you're going to sit them for 45 minutes at a time or if you do like the four the fucking four period of days two hours a day oh, at a time jeez god what a concept there is an initial like hurdle I have to get past where it's like he's as young dumb broke high school kids where I think to myself like oh my god should I be listening to this is this my is this my music? <laughs> is, this, is this for me? Is, is this, this for is, me? Can I, can I is anybody watching me listen to this music? Because I am not uh, high school kids. I am, in fact, uh, very old, very smart, and rich as hell, motherfuckers! So, <laughs> so rich. Raining dollar bills on my co-host right oh, now. Oh, uh, 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 God, uh, paper cuts. Oh, God, no, no. Uh, so, so it's the dirtiest substance in the world. No, it's, 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 it's fine, though. I found this one in alleyway. Uh, no, no. Old, smart, <laughs> and rich. That's us. That's me us. and Daniel. Two old as fuck. Two old as fuck dudes talking about what it's like to be hella intelligent with a fat ass wallet. <laughs> Damn oh. Daniel and J Money, probably featuring Quavo. <laughs> I I'm I'm like I'm old, I'm I'm wrinkly, I'm hunched over. I got at least one college degree, and I'm holding a big old stack of ones to my ear like it's a telephone. That's me. I got no use for this song, and yet, and yet, I like it. It's a song that I, and see, I don't know if you agree with me, but it's a song that I kind of want to keep to myself. Like, it, when there's a new Pitbull song, and like if I'm at a party or something, and like, Daniel, you choose what song 
plays next or whatever. Uh, I'll usually choose something that everyone will like, but I doubt I'd ever choose this song. I kind of want to listen to this song by myself. Well, if you played this song like, at a party full of your peers, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, most of them wouldn't have heard of it because this is a song for young people. Yeah. And that's often, I mean, it, 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 it's pretty instructive to when you hear a piece of pop music and you're like, what the, what is this? To, yeah. be, to take a step and be like, okay, who is this for? Yeah. Like what? That's big. That That's a big thing to to. to think to keep in mind i feel like that's a step that a lot of people don't take yeah and it's 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 i mean it's, it's you know it's a step that most people don't have a reason to take honestly it's easy just to you know yeah. tune it out and not think about it this song though makes it very clear who it's for it's for yeah. and and khalid is 19 like he's not far removed from this this is no. not this is not a wiz khalifa and snoop dogg young wild and free situation where one of them is in there is well into their 40s <laughs> it isn't it is not young in the slightest <laughs> uh, this, this is a person who is still very close to the the age of the people he's he's describing well, well when you're like when you're 19 i don't care like people uh like if you're a night if you're a 19 year old in college and like again this is gonna sound very weird but you are still more at home in a high school than you are in like a college or in like any other kind of the world yes that is, certainly was my experience yeah i never went back to my high school i mean i, I did at some point i guess but i wasn't like visiting I got, after i graduated i got pulled over uh driving my brother and sister to high school the most embarrassing experience of my life by the way pulled over for what speeding oh, i no. was doing 51 and a 35 outside i had just graduated it was a year after and i was like i'm the college guy never gonna see these fuckos again uh and then i got pulled over by a cop on a bike and so I pulled into the parking lot. Oh, no. You were right out front of the, the student parking lot. Your high school? And I had a lot of friends that were younger than me. And oh they were just no. walking by. Oh, no. <laughs> Daniel. And I was like, have a good day at school, guys. I got a good deal with this cop. <laughs> um, and I remember uh, just like the cop being really nice did not get away with no ticket. He Take it to the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're going 51 in a school zone, man. You can't do that. As if to prove how poorly I could handle things as a mature adult, I remember I came home and my mom was there and she was sitting on the couch and she goes, what happened? And I threw my keys across the living room and I said, my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> Our next song. <laughs> is, good job, Khalid. Is, good job, Khalid. A good good song, buddy. Yeah. Uh, our next song is by Taylor Swift. It's called Dot Dot Dot. Ready for it? First of all, the opening the opening music of the song sounds like somebody making fun of a Hans Zimmer. <laughs> it's Cut, like, you know? Yeah, someone's making a parody of the Hans Zimmer trailer music. Yeah. Brown, brown, brown. Inception 2. Whoa. Whoa. Don't forget to, to like and subscribe. <laughs> this song, I made this comparison uh, last episode. We talked about the other Taylor Swift song, Look What You Made Me Do. I postulated that this album might be her Yeezus. And this song, more than any other, does a lot to advance that theory for yeah. me. This song is the first song off of her new album, Reputation. Mm -hmm. It sounds like 
I think maybe I'm reaching here more than a little bit like on site, the opening song from Jesus. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the difference is, well, Jesus, like people didn't love it, but uh, Kanye West, like even when he stumbles and I think he succeeds more than he fails, but he does certainly fail occasionally yeah. is still a, a unique artist making music. Uh, it's very personal and very, idiosyncratic so even an album like Yeezus which a lot of people thought was a bit of a a misstep yeah uh, still is has that level of craft craftsmanship that he brings to his best work yeah and it's sort of unique from that point of view like on site is a is on site is a a sort of aggressive and a little bit off-putting song but it it sounds it doesn't sound ugly this sounds terrible it just this this follows the trend of uh, going back even to Bad Blood and into you know look what you made me do and now to this is her, Taylor Swift is making music that doesn't sound good. There's too many things all like if it was just like the the brown 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 if that was it that might be okay. But by the end of the song there's like three different tracks layered on top of each other and they're all discordant and loud and yeah. aggressive and in a way that does not suit Taylor Swift in the slightest. It's also like it's also very apparent like which is that you told me earlier where it kind of feels like this song came out. A week or less than eight days, eight days after look what you made me do as if she was <laughs> trying to like slip it in. Yes. Unnoticed, which is the like, is like I bought a house. It's on fire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this song first premiered as like, like my, my parents heard this song before I did ready for it. Cause it played like they played like, like a clip of it, like during a, a football game at some point. And during this, what part when like, like, I guess a commercial break maybe, or like, that thing where they they're they're going to commercial and they have like all right Packers fans it's time to get sad like <laughs> <laughs> uh, go Packers because if you listen to the song as a whole like as a full song it makes no sense there's the the brown 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 there's the part in the pre-chorus it's kind of like the eye of the hurricane yeah. where things sound okay for a second but if you think of the song as like a a like a, a loud drop of uh, you know an aggressive horn sound. And, and and Taylor Swift's voice saying, are you ready for it? It's tailor-made for TV promos. Yeah. And like March Madness, you know, 2018. <laughs> are you ready for it? Dunks, to, dunks, buckets. It's tailor-made to like shot of somebody's pants, shot of somebody's adjusting their tie and their cufflinks, shot of somebody's face, special guest star, uh, special guest star Michael C. Hall or something, you know? First of all, tailor-made. Tailor-made. Very nice. Um, it, it, this is. I this, thought I was definitely thinking that when I uh, when I did that. I was like I was like Jason's gonna Jason's gonna dig this because you can't imagine this ugly ass song being produced as a thing to be listened to on its own for yeah. Its own I can't merits. imagine ever being like, hey, you guys heard that new Taylor thing? Uh, have you ever heard a Have you ever heard a cat die? This is worse. <laughs> it feels like doom is encroaching upon you. Yeah, like all of the forces of hell are descending upon you in this moment. Uh, and 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 God can't answer your prayers. Why? Oh, he's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, as much as I don't like it, and as much as it sort of fill, fulfills my thesis of uh, Taylor's Jesus in the worst possible way, yeah, I'm still very curious to see what else she's gonna put I, out. I, I can, album. I'm excited to see what else she puts on this new album. What could, I mean, I just can't imagine what this could sound like. If this is the second song that you bring out, like, what else are you doing for the other eleven tracks? Think about. Look what you made me do was her first single from this yeah. album. That was how she chose to introduce her new sound to the world. And then Ready for It, which like even though we we weren't like super into Look What You Made Me Do, 
uh, this is a like a drop off. It's still worse. Look what you made me do feels like a song that you meant to put together, whereas this uh kind of feels like a like a you pouring like a, a the contents of a garbage can into a blender, and you're just like, let's see what music comes out of this. You pour it into a cup, and you look at it, and you go, oh. Yeah. I guess, I guess this will be the I guess will be the second way I represent my new my new most important album ever. Uh, the new Taylor is here. This is what she sounds like. Good music can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat I'm gonna that joke that forever. To death. <laughs> that, that meme that meme is gonna fart out of my body as I die. <laughs> I mean, they'll be like, Grandpa, uh, what do you have to say? And he's like, I love you. I love you. Sorry, Grandpa can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Because he's dead. <laughs> Our next song. It is What Lovers Do by Maroon 5 and SZA. have that harsh of an opinion on Maroon 5. Their late stuff doesn't hit me. I feel like Maroon 5 is kind of almost meant to strategically capture like the feeling of I'm 16 and no one understands me, but Adam Levine does. She will be loved. You know? Uh, this love has taken its he sounds like that in that song. That's what he sounds like, yeah. Um, I'm on a pave. As a, you know, it seems like Adam Levine himself looked at Maroon 5's old output and said, as Wiz Khalifa once famously said, no, oh, now nah, no, fuck, fuck that, that shit. shit. And then he looked at uh, The Weeknd and was like, that. <laughs> that. Because much like argument you can make for The Weeknd if you've only heard, like, their biggest songs, uh, this song is basically... The chorus from a lar- from a larger this song repeated over and over again. I've usually I've made fun of like songs that seem to only have like four words, like "fell in love in a hopeless place." That song has about eight words in it. You know, yeah. This song, I don't think I'd be going out of bounds to say that this song has less than fifty words in it. If you look at, I've got the lyrics put up right now. If you look at the verses, they look like ad libs. <laughs> They do not look like a thing someone wrote down to it, sing for their pop song. You know, like, have you ever watched, like, somebody struggle to freestyle? And it's like, uh, drink lemonade, uh, cause, uh, cause I like lemonade, uh. Uh, like, say hey now, baby. Oh, mama, don't play now, baby. Say, say, hey now, baby. <laughs> Said, let's get one thing straight now, baby. That's what you do when you're, like, Clearing your head, like okay, I can, I can, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I, can, I can freestyle right now. Yeah. But that that's that that entirety is is the first verse of the song. <laughs> it sounds like so, a person recorded Adam Levine reading something to himself aloud to make sure there weren't any typos in it. <laughs> like rereading a sentence over and over again. You're like, there should be a comma here. What's wrong with the sentence? Sounds like the the levels check you cut from the opening of your podcast. Yeah. And Adam Levine just sang it. <laughs> then, he, then he handed the lyrics to that to SZA and she sang basically the same thing. Yeah. I don't hate the way the song sounds. 
like even especially compared to coming off what we just talked about yeah a song like this that sort of is not a complete song by any means yeah but has an <laughs> it's is the the faintest praise I can possibly give it. It doesn't sound bad. Like hearing this doesn't upset me. And apparently, with the new Taylor, you know, stomping through downtown Tokyo as we yeah. speak, that's a thing I could, I need to value from now on. Like if if a pop song just doesn't sound terrible, yeah, that I guess is an achievement now. I know that we I know that we usually talk about pop music and treating it with fairness. And you know, when you say like, oh, for a pop song, it's good. You know. But I do feel like there is an achievement. And even like us listening to like six songs and now four songs every two weeks of stuff. That's a, that's a lot of pop songs to dive into. And you soon come to realize that like, man, a lot of these are not good. <laughs> Most of these are not really good. Yeah, you, you hate to have that idea of like pop music as a thing that's being produced for mass consumption consumment just to yeah. sort of fill space but when you hear a song like this it's hard to kind of get away from it yeah it's kind of like when i used to be super into horror movies and i'd be i was so defendant like i was so a staunch paladin it's in front of the gate of horror movies that i'd be like no it's all good and guess what i'm gonna write a think piece about how underrated the birds to land's end is daniel no <laughs> no and then i'd be like too late Thirteen thousand words, <laughs> two views. <laughs> but yeah, eventually you just kind of like any. You just kind of got to realize that most of what a, most of any genre is just like the pits. And Adam Levine is like a public figure. He's he's on The Voice. Yeah, his job is being a pop singer. Yeah, and he's just got he's got to crank out something that will maybe sound okay. Yeah. And will maybe sound similar to what's popular now. Yeah, and that's, that's clearly what's going on with these last few songs. Like, yeah. I mean, I I brought Cold, their song with Future, onto the podcast because yeah. I really enjoyed Future's verse in that. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at it in like, you know, in collection with these other songs, it's 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 hard to escape the the dawning realization that he's he's just filling space. Really. Yeah. Our next song is Camila Cabello featuring, featuring Quavo. O M G. Oh my God. Oh. No, 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 no. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Please. So we established this, and I know this might be where a lot of people check out of the 40 ounce forever, maybe. But OMG, this song is better than the Usher featuring Will I Am. OMG, immeasurably better. Usher, I just want to say, early 2000s Usher. This is like late 2000, early 2010s, right? Usher and Will I Am were doing much better things. Will I Am and uh, the Black Eyed Peas had finally hit that point where they were basically making all like degetta songs where every single song was you know all song was about how great it was to party tonight uh and usher was doing the immeasurably underrated songs like more and scream 
Usher works best when his songs have one word in them. Yeah, more, scream, scream. climax. Yeah, burn, burn. Uh, then you get to like moving mountains. Eh, no. not so what's much. that song? What's the song with David Guetta? Without it's you, fantastic. Without you. Oh, oh I love, I love without you. Around the time that Usher made Usher Malaya made OMG. Uh, oh my gosh. Not even God. Gosh. Gosh. Oh my gosh. gosh. Uh, That was, I believe, around the same time. Well, about two years before. It was, but it was two years before uh, Will I Am dropped Scream and Shout. Yeah. uh, Which I think we actually savaged on a uh, a now lost episode of the original 40 Ounce. But I have the exact opposite opinion about it now because that song kicks ass. Compared to OMG, Scream and Shout is a great song. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, this is not even about this, but the song OMG by uh, by Usher and Will I Am is so obnoxious because you feel like Will I Am wrote the song and he gave, he wrote both verses and he gave himself like the more uh, by, by Will I Am's yeah. uh, standards the more lyrically dense verse. Yeah. But he wrote Usher's verse and I it's just it's so cruel. Usher has a beautiful voice. It was so awful that Will I Am like restricted Usher to notes that Will I Am could sing. Yeah. That has always driven me nuts about that song. This was a few years before Will I Am came into like I will never say I don't think I'm gonna I can say that Will I Am has ever been an artist that I've enjoyed consecutive like songs because I'll always be like oh that was a pretty decent Will I Am song that he puts on something like Crazy Kids or whatever like he'll be on Scream and Shout and then he'll do on That Power which I enjoy begrudgingly and then he'll do like he'll show up on the hardest ever Ugh. which is fantastic song. But the thing we're actually here to discuss, <laughs> OMG by Camila Cabello and Quavo, is pretty good. Camila Cabello used to be in the group Fifth Harmony. She has recently yeah. she's recently gone solo. She's had a few singles. Used to I be think, in Harmony. Now I'm out free. Used to be used to be in Five H, but she's recently dropped a couple of songs. I think are really surprisingly decent. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not against Fifth Harmony, but yeah. You know, whenever a, you know, like a boy or a girl group member goes solo, it's always, you know, it can either go JT or JC. Yeah. Chazé, I mean. <laughs> she also, um, before we get off this, if you haven't listened to it, she has a great song with Young Thug called Havana, which is painfully catchy. Painfully catchy. has a great piano line as the bass. Yeah. Both song, both that and the song are pretty simple. They have yeah. sort of like a... Not quite a lo-fi, but sort of like a more relaxed, like low-key vibe than a lot of pop music, which I always appreciate. I mean, I like songs yeah. that are, yeah, I love big, over-the-top numbers, obviously. Yeah. I love Pitbull. But I also enjoy songs that are a little bit more relaxed, that you can maybe see yourself vibing out to for a minute and just sort of t- kicking back. Mm-hmm. And OMG is very much that. OMG is, well, it was sort of between this and Havana, because I think they're both good songs i like i like havana because it's it's like as daniel said very catchy it has young thug on it and even if i can't even if i don't really know what young thug is talking about in a verse his presence on a song has a certain yeah. you know atmosphere to it that is very rare in, in any sort of recording artist but the song has me and daniel's dear friend quavo honcho honcho houdini the himself honcho houdini himself uh, and once i heard his verse like Camila Cabello's verses verses are, are, are fine, but uh, once I heard uh, the Hancho Houdini's verse on the song, I could not talk about anything else. 
first of all, before we get before we talk about Quavo's verse, uh, let's talk about the, the things that we learned from Quavo's Wikipedia page, which okay, may yeah. or may not be we true. Should, we should we are we are, uh, but this this iteration of the Four Downs has really been a a, a live and uh, in depth look at us as we develop a fascination with Quavo and the Migos in general. Um, because we have spent some time on on Migo on Quavo's Wikipedia page, and apparently, so the three members of, of Migos I can now confirm are Quavo, Takeoff, and Offset, but they're all related. Yes. And as we know now, okay, so this this is this they are definitely related. That's true. Yeah. But this 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 story is maybe apocryphal. I don't want it to be apocryphal. I want it to be real. <laughs> The Migos origin story. Do you want to tell it, Daniel? I think you uh, know no. You I do. we can. Well, we can tell it together. Uh, apparently, no one liked Quavo's music in he, high school. He made a mixtape in high school. He went around showing it to people. No one cared for like, it. This is doo doo. But who liked it? Offset. <laughs> His family. His own cousin. I'm sure at urging from their mutual grandmother. His mom's. His grandma's startup. <laughs> startup is like you. You know, Quavo's really heard about. The fact no one likes his music. Be go be nice to him. Go go form a go form a, a, a three a three man group with it. With and him. Offset ends up, uh, you know, goes up to Quavo's like, "Hey man, I like your stuff. I get you, man." And then the three of them somehow end up making a a rap group together. A rap super group, Migos with each other. And and now they are the most influential rap group in the world, <laughs> all because no one liked Quavo in high school. <laughs> But I like Quavo now, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Quavo is like, I mean, this verse in itself. I don't know if we really need to go through it in depth. I, it, I think there's, I think there's like two lines that we really need to talk about. Yes. Um. So it's pretty standard Quavo stuff. A lot of uh ad libs yep. over the end of his lines. <laughs> the first few lines are you know whatever. Then it really starts to, starts to take a turn towards the middle. Uh. Where Quavo is, you know, addressing or discussing this woman he's just met. Yeah. She's so fine, I call my best man. And got no rings on her left hand. So Quavo has his prospective best man, who I assume is either offset or takeoff, <laughs> on speed dial whenever he meets a woman he likes. And so he calls them immediately, possibly from a, like a social setting, a club, or a party. Like, hey, I just met this girl. <laughs> She doesn't have any rings in her left hand. She's single. Quavo revealing herself to be very Ted Mosby-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Quavo wants to fall in love with love. I want to fall in love. He wants to make love to love. <laughs> good callback. I like that. Thanks, man. Check out the second episode of the 40 <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Nine boldly closets. But then Quavo says, I had a dream I was in quicksand. Then I woke up with the best plans. I don't know what any of that means. What? What is that? Have to do. Dreamed I was in quicksand. So you know when you, you know when you have like a stress dream or a nightmare yeah. or a night terror, God forbid, yeah. that you're in quicksand, that you're yeah. drowning, and the sand's pouring into your mouth, and you're like you can't breathe. <gasps> and then you know when you wake up after that with like, oh my God, <laughs> that's the cure for cancer all along. <laughs> I've got the best plans. The best plans. I when I heard that, I had this realization. And Daniel, I don't know if you're going to come along with me on this ride, but I have to put it out there anyway. Okay. I feel like Quavo is like the pit bull of rap. You know, I could say that because Pitbull kind of has his own genre to himself. I don't want to overcommit now because obviously our, our fascination with Pitbull has taken itself to... Our fascination with Pitbull has informed more opinions. Like it's... 
it's become a part of us in the same way that some people's personality traits are funny or creative or happy. <laughs> Our fascination with Pitbull <laughs> is a part of us. It's like if it's like if Pit, you were like you can't listen to Pitbull anymore, it'd be like losing a limb. Yes. It would be cutting off a part of ourselves. Pitbull yeah. also has our, our our love of Pitbull has 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 cost a bit of money. Yeah. It, we've invested heavily into yes. it. Yes. But when I hear Quavo say things like that, yeah. Because Quavo is you know, he's he's very popular right now. He's he's on a lot of songs. Yeah. So not every verse is gonna be a classic. Yeah. But he just drops these little like that little two line couplet that I've been turning over in my mind for about a week now. Yeah. Trying to figure out what that could possibly mean. And I imagine it Quavo making a line like that. And then it's like the Lion King Pitbull shows up in the clouds like Mufasa. Like, yes. <laughs> Quavo. I want to crowdfund uh, James Earl Jones to have to say the word Quavo. Quavo. Honcho. Quavo. Oh, can we please crowdfund James Earl Jones to do the ad-libs for Amigos song? Gosh, I'd love that. Raindrops. Rain. <laughs> Drop top. Skirt. I, I do want to point out that, that Quavo can't resist uh, calling back to his own hit song. On the cover of magazines, I'm going to crown the queen. Bad and bougie, thick and pretty. I'm giving her wet dreams. I want to apologize if anyone had any uh, children in the room when they just heard that, <laughs> when they heard me say that. Or if anyone with ears heard me say that just now. <laughs> so I imagine that was not pleasant for anyone. But Quavo, I don't know if you know what that means. <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you're making a playoff words. But I, because th- when you say wet dreams, and I don't want to get gross here, but that that conjures up a certain image for anyone. Like everyone who knows what that means has a certain like association with it, and it's not a sexy association. It is a sexual association, maybe more closely associated with like fourteen-year-old boys. If I had a wet dream, ruined my bedspread, and woke up one morning, and my dad was like, what happened, buddy? And I was like, Quavo. My dad would be like, man, just, I wish you'd just come out and said gay. Like, <laughs> I mean, we have sort of, I mean, at this point, I would believe that Quavo was like a Freddy Krueger type figure stalking people throughout their dreams. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, God, if you... If you if you if you come in the dream, you come for real. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We've been through a lot today. We have. We've we've shared a lot a lot of moments together. And uh, you know what? I think there's still uh, I think there's still time uh, and there's still energy to go to go hard. Because I'm gonna go hard, hard to the core. Hard like, like motherfucking, motherfucking liquid, liquid swords. swords. Harder than worldwide stadium tours. I am I'm the future. DeLorean doors. Will he survive? Never, Never deceased. deceased. I don't think I'm ever going to rest, rest in, in peace. peace. I'm going to kill the game, leaving the rest in pieces. Now everybody want my recipe. Tell a jealous chicken I don't know where the beef is. I'm going to make money for my grandkids' nieces. I'm going to work hard. That's my thesis. This beat is a shit thesis. Um, pardon me, ma'am. I'm going to go dumb. Smart I am. I'm complicated, hard I am I am the beginning and start again You can go hard or you can go home You can go hard
or you could get this. You could call a demon, I'ma call Jesus. You could get a curse, you could get a cross. You could go to work, or you could be the boss. I'ma be the owner, be a thought donor. I'ma go hard like a motherfucking boner. I'ma make a beat to put the people in a coma. You could be a geek, or be a rolling stoner. Uh.